This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, well, now I'm as always. It's back to the huge that Sam Bradford segment that I had with Sean and Dave mm-hmm. is in the past. I got Mark on Weber the onside back. kick light. Yeah, on the onside kick light. It's kind of like Bud Light, but uh, yeah. Mark W spelled differently on purpose <laughs> or whatever it is that damn slogan is. What the the dub them is? N- no, the uh, Miller Light spelled differently oh, on yeah. purpose. Yeah, spelled differently on purpose. But I don't think that's we what got, it actually is. We got a jam packed show for you guys. Going to be talking some Carson Wentz. We're going to be talking some Jimmy Garoppolo and the New England Patriots. Can he steal? I think it's pronounced Garoppolo. I love Garoppolo. Garoppolo, Garoppolo, tomato, tomato, however you want to say it. Can he steal Tom Brady's job? And then a segment that me and Mark are looking forward to today as we get ready for the NFL season. This Thursday, technically, we got some bold predictions coming up for you later in the podcast. But we're going to get right into it because we've got the cold, hard news. We're doing some hot takes here. On the onside kick, Carson Wentz going to be starting for the Eagles. What was your first thought when you heard the rookie was going to get the ball game one? My first thought was, isn't this guy hurt? Like I thought this guy was hurt. I thought well, he, he only ribs. played like half a se- like half a half a uh, whatever. I think it was like service he had. I think in the it was first like preseason what game. like fourteen to twenty four snaps is like all he saw in the preseason. Yeah, in uh, the first preseason game he got hurt. Mm-hmm. So. Didn't even get to, like, he saw, what, third stringers out there? And that was it. So very similar to the talent level that he played in college. You know, pretty bottom tier. Uh, Now he's just, you know what? Fuck it. Throw him out there. Let's let him, you know, die by fire. Trial by fire here. He, uh, I, I really think that Carson Wentz is in for a very, very rude awakening. They are effectively kind of, I don't know, they're just setting him up to fail. And they're setting him up to look bad. And my favorite thing out there right now is that NFL.com uh, has been going crazy with their timeline of the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's batshit crazy. It is. You trade a quarterback, you sign a quarterback for big money, you get another quarterback for big money again, you trade everything to draft a quarterback, then you get rid of one quarterback after saying that the other quarterback, yeah, I'm trying to be very nonsensical on purpose. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense when you look at everything on paper and you're like, damn, they have no clue what the fuck they're doing. If they had just said one thing and did it, it would make sense. But like I originally said, when you trade the farm to get a quarterback number two overall, you start that quarterback. You don't let them sit on the bench. Well, and I think the big thing that this move shows is it didn't show that Carson Wentz was the guy for the future. To me, the biggest thing that this move showed was, hey, Chase Daniels, you were you always go- you were always going to be a backup. Mm-hmm. You signed, hey, I'm going to follow Doug Peterson over from Kansas City to Philly. Signed pretty good backup and, money. That's well, pretty big backup money. And everyone thought, hey, when they eventually trade Sam, if they eventually trade Sam Bradford, or when Bradford goes down, mm-hmm. he was going to step in. But Well, they did say that Carson Wentz was third string. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, this move shows that, hey, Chase, mm-hmm. you were always going to be the backup. It was either going to be Sam or Carson that was starting that job. And I mean, the trade that um, me, Sean, and Dave talked about when the Vikings sent Sam Bradford over to the Vikings, it had to happen. The Eagles had to do that because... They needed a pick? Well, it was a desperation. The Vikings were desperate, and like you said, they needed that pick back. With the draft now being in Philly this next year, you you couldn't be in front of those home fans... Without a home pick, no matter where that pick mm-hmm. is, even if the Vikings win the Super Bowl and you're at 32, well, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying even if you got the 32nd plus pick, your team is just bad. You well, needed to get some youth yeah. in there. And after giving that pick up for Carson Wentz, you needed that pick. But to me, this isn't the worst move in the world. Actually, in my mind, I'm on the complete opposite side of all the other kind of NFL experts or NFL pundits, you can say. And the reason being is when you guys had Sam Bradford, I believed you guys were a four-win team. Now, that was also because Sam Bradford's injury history 
not the best. You guys were going to be going through some quarterback troubles. I think there's a good chance that unless he gets injured, because you can say that with everybody in the whole league, especially if they're drafted by Dave Oster in fantasy football, mm-hmm. but Carson Wentz, there's a good chance that he's going to play all 16 games this season as a starter. I mean, they're not going to go ahead and pull him like week eight and ruin his confidence when you're expecting this guy to be the future of this team. I'm so confident in this kid that I don't have them winning the playoffs or going anywhere near the playoffs, but it was one of those things where it's like, wow, now with this consistent rookie starter, I can see the Eagles as a seven-win team. No, I can't. Um, Here's the thing. There's a few... I, I should preface all this by saying when you draft a quarterback that high, you start that quarterback, mm-hmm. especially when you give everything up. I mean, if you're in the position of, let's say, the Browns just sat there and drafted Carson mm-hmm. Wentz, they could have afforded to let him sit they because they didn't RG3. move. Well, not even that, but they didn't move. Yeah. They were stick. They were sticking there. Um, the one thing I want to say before I get into the whole Carson Wentz talk is it just the whole thing to me smells of the Philadelphia Eagles – have no clue what the game plan is for they don't have a clear five-year plan or anything like that they're just going day by day of whatever whatever we can do uh if here's the thing okay the eagles are not going to the playoffs we can all agree on that right now Mm -hmm. eagles fans you're probably mad but you guys aren't going to the playoffs no you're not so you're probably not even a 500 win team oh not 500 win you know what i mean guys you're not at 500 you're under eight and eight yeah so with that being said as well, you're probably going to lose a bunch of games. You'll probably lose a lot of games early because you're going to play the Seahawks, the Packers, the Bengals, the Redskins, the Giants, and Cowboys are both in your division, so those are tough. Uh, you're going to play a lot of these games early. You're probably going to lose a lot of games early, okay? We can probably agree on that as well. So you weren't going to lose anything by letting Chase Daniels go out there, start three, four games, lose probably all of them, and get booed his way to the bench, and then Carson Wentz comes there to save the day. He would have had more time to learn. He would have had more time to study what Chase Daniels does wrong. He would have had, you know, a little more things figured out. Now he's thrown in there right away. You can't bench him. You can never bench the kid. Your offensive line isn't that good. He's going to get banged up quite a bit this year. You're putting a lot on his plate for a team that really just isn't very good. And it's a team that's been kind of dysfunctional, I Like I said, I preface it by saying that he should be out there because you gave everything away for him. Uh, I just think that they're kind of putting him in a pretty bad position. See, I'm on the other side, though. I think that you're saying they're putting him in a bad situation because the end result wins and losses is going to be sub-500 mm-hmm. or really bad, even if they're 4-12, and 12, like I originally predicted. That's kind of why you're saying it's a bad situation, am I right? It's a bad situation. He's going to get hit a lot. And to be fair, I actually was reading a little, I was looking a little further ahead. Those first games would be against like teams like the Bears, the Steelers, uh, things like that. Well, I want to I want to hit that really quick. Mm-hmm. Like you say, the first games. I looked through the schedule, and with Carson Wentz as the starter, you let me know if you disagree with any of these. these I, are I probably my, will. These are my first sure. Like fuck it, I'll give them a win. No way they're losing. Uh huh. The Browns. Nope. Disagree. The Lions. Toss up, but yeah. I'll, I'll give them Dallas if Dak Prescott is starting that Week Eight game. Mm, I if don't know. If Dak Prescott's starting, I'll give I'll give the Cowboys a win the second one because Rumble will be back. But I think that Carson Wentz could outplay Dak Prescott. But also the, the Falcons, problem with that you're you're missing out Ezekiel Elliott. And that's why that's the close. That's the closest of these. The Falcons, I'm not too high on. I, I give agree the on win. that. The the Redskin game is interesting because the second one, the first one's a loss, but that second one in Philly later in the season, Carson Wentz has had a had a little bit had what at that time twelve games to kind of work. Could probably steal one from the Redskins. I think he can beat Baltimore. I think there's seven games. I think those were six or seven games that I just listed. I mean, maybe, no, that's six. One giant game they'll steal. Mm-hmm. So maybe the home game they can steal. I still that's have where, the, That's I, where I'm finding mm, those seven games. I still have them four or five. You know, I still don't think there's much. I, I still, I'm very, very strong on the Browns at the very beginning of the year because RG3 is going to be healthy. 
Uh, See, but I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of the Browns defense versus Carson Wentz. The Browns defense is a little underrated. They're not not, great, but but they're underrated. But it's going to be the biggest thing that game for Carson Wentz is going to be the game speed. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're throwing him up against the Steelers or against the Bears, who you could agree that both those defenses are way better than the Browns defense. Yeah, for sure. But the the thing that kind of worries me with that game speed type of conversation is he has I mean we can say this about any rookie. He has mm-hmm. never seen this type of play. But so much so because he never even got the chance in the preseason to see this. It just worries me. I think it's setting him up for for failure to begin with and you know, I can say this as a Chicago Bears fan, uh you start to shake a player's confidence. I'm talking about Robbie Gold. And it messes with the mentality. You know, you don't want that early on for him. I would just like to see him get the kind of safe start. Unfortunately, there's not really a safe run in their schedule to really have made it happen. I just kind of would have wanted to delay everything a little bit. He's already a little bit banged up. He's going to get hit even more. Um, But like you said, when you go up trade for this guy, you got to do it. You got to do it. And the one thing that I think helps Carson Wentz, and this is a positive, Look at the three main coaches that are going to work with him. First off, you got your head coach, Doug Peterson. He's an offensive-minded coach. Back when he was with Andy Reid in Philadelphia 2011-2012, he was the quarterback's coach before following him to KC to be the offensive coordinator. But those that, weren't that great of years for, then for you, Andy Reid. But it's still a a coach that knows how to work with quarterbacks. You look at their offensive coordinator, I'm going to mess up this this last name, so Eagle fans, either correct me down below or bear with me. Yet Frank Reich, who, he's a guy who, when he was with the Chargers 2013, quarterback coach, offensive coordinator now, and then they have their quarterback coach, John DeFlippo, who is a, he's a quarterback coach, ex-offensive coordinator for the Browns. Three guys on that coaching staff, all in the offensive side that can work with this guy and help mold this guy. So the one thing is, I don't think that Eagle fans, if you get to a point in this season where it's like, we're only going to win four or five games this year, don't think of it as this is a loss. Carson Wentz sucks. It's not. It's his first year. Rookies that are usually thrown into the fire like this Mm -hmm. don't do well unless you're Andrew Luck or John Elway, or the second coming of Jesus Christ. Dak Prescott. The thing that I think this is most beneficial for is he could have sat behind Bradford, but really he was going to get thrown in this situation sooner Mm -hmm. rather than later. Why not have it now and just have it go? Yeah, pretty much all these rookies, um, by all, I mean the three, the big three we're talking about, Lynch, Wentz, and Goff, they're going to start this at some point this season. It's really just a matter of when. None of the quarterbacks in front of them are good enough to keep them off the, you know, off the field. So I guess the, 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 the thing that is interesting to me in this situation is the Browns passed, and this is everything, everyone's talking about this right now, the Browns passed on Carson Wentz because they didn't think he was good enough. They did not think he was good enough to pick at that point. That's why they traded back. The Rams, they took Goff because he was the more NFL-ready quarterback, even though he's the one that's sitting on the bench, not Carson Wentz. So it's just very interesting to me to see. It's always interesting to match these quarterbacks up, but where are these three you know, careers going to line up five years from now, ten years from now? Because Carson Wentz was not supposed to be ready anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been saying he's picked things up quicker than they thought, but then he got hurt. You know, everyone is saying Goff is looking impressive, but just not quite ready yet. He still needs to get the language down. He still needs to learn the playbook. Paxton Lynch is pretty much a 100% potential kind of guy. I'm just interested to see how they go because Carson Wentz was not supposed to be the guy who starts first. And that's what I'm going to I'm going to end this on this kind of a point before we move out over into the Jimmy Garoppolo segment is the thing I liked most about Carson Wentz when we were talking draft time and it was Wentz or Goff, Wentz or Goff, who are you taking, Wentz or Goff, Wentz or Goff. If you are a avid listener of the onside kick, you will know that my big belief is that when you get to the regular season, you could have all the athleticism in the world 
You can have all the physical attributes to make you the best quarterback. But when it comes down to it, regular season and playoffs, it is all about what you have above the shoulders. It's all about what you have above the shoulders. I'll look to last year's Super Bowl as an example of that. Now, I'm not calling Cam Newton anything lower than what he is. He's a great quarterback. But when you look at the two guys, yeah, did Peyton Manning have the best year? No. Did that defense for him step up? Yes. But which of those two would you say played better above the shoulders? Peyton Manning all day. And that's out of... I mean, I don't don't disagree with you. I just think that crediting the quarterbacks in that Super Bowl is... I'm missing the point. I'm not. I'm not saying like Peyton Manning played above and beyond and mm. fucking MVP'd at that game. I'm just saying above the shoulders, basically talking about their brains, how well they mm-hmm. thought on the field, made decisions. I'm giving that nod to Peyton Manning with these two quarterbacks and Goff and Wentz. When we were looking at it in the draft, I gave that nod to Wentz every single. Time And that's, to me, you see it right there where the Eagles are like, hey, this guy's picking up the playbook, and the Rams are sitting there going, ah, this guy needs a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. Now with Goff, you could be sitting there going, well, as long as he gets it, he gets it. But I think, to me, that's what's going to be the biggest thing when their careers are all said and done is Wentz had a little bit more above the shoulders. Before we move on, is there anything that you want to add? I'll give you kind of time to mm-hmm. retort what I just said. Yeah, I think that... It's way too early to to make a call like that. I don't I don't think we could do that. Well, that's um, all speculation. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes to these guys, uh, I don't think we're gonna ever see anything out of Paxton Lynch. Really, um, I s- still have stood by this all the time. I think that Carson Wentz and pa- and, and uh, not Paxton Lynch, but Jared Goff are both just gonna be average quarterbacks. Nothing special ever. This just was not a good year for quarterbacks, and I don't understand why two teams felt the need to trade up. And I think we're going to start to see that when Carson Wentz, not going to be anything special this year. When Jared Goff gets out there, he's not going to be anything special. At least the Broncos, you know, got Paxton Lynch a little earlier. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, that's a mistake, too. Uh, I don't think Paxton Lynch is anything worthwhile. So... Hey, you know what? Maybe Dak Prescott's the winning quarterback out of this whole this whole bunch. Who knows? But yeah, it's not any of these guys. Well, this is where I want you guys down below to let us know what you guys are thinking. Is Carson Wentz going to be anything this year? Should he be starting week one or should they be going, they being the Eagles, going with Chase Daniels? But we're going to move on into our next segment going. We're going to stay in the Northeast, going from the NFC to the AFC, and we're going to be going to New England, to Boston where first four games of the year, Julian Edelman's already spoken about it. It was a sad time when Tom Brady had to start serving his suspension. Edelman compared it to having your best friend go to jail. One of your best buddies, he said, go into jail. And It's a dumb comparison. And hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's the guy now. He is the guy for the Cardinals, the Dolphins, the Texans, and the Buffalo Bills games. And I know that people have already, before listening to me these few first few seconds, maybe even a minute, I don't know exactly how long I've been talking right now, have already commented that the title on YouTube is stupid. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw it to you anyways. Does Garoppolo take Tom Brady's job? The, uh, well, the storyline person in me wants to say yeah, wants me to say yes so badly. You basically want Garoppolo to do the same thing to Brady that Brady did to Bloods. It's full circle. It would just be beautiful. <laughs> it would be beautiful. Poetic justice. Right? Um, but, you know, it, it's just not going to happen. It's The cards are not there. It's not right. Uh, you know, we look at a guy like Peyton Manning, who we were just talking about a little bit ago, and Peyton Manning immediately fell off the face of the earth. He just suddenly was a terrible quarterback. Uh, now, reasons for that is he did have, you know, like a degenerative nerve issue going on in his back. So there was a lot going on. He just lost the ability to really play at the level he was. Tom Brady is not there. You know, he is not a guy who has lost that ability yet. He will not lose that ability for quite a few more years. So I don't think he's necessarily going to play till he's 50, 60, like he thinks he might. But yeah, he still at least has three maybe even four years in him. So Jimmy Garoppolo, he can play lights out. It's not going to happen. The best case scenario, he does play lights out. He fucking lights it up and everybody loves him and people are saying, 
you benched that scrub Tom Brady. We've got the real deal right here. And you know what Bill Belichick and uh, Robert Kraft do? They trade him. They trade him to a team that needs it. You know, maybe Sam Bradford already got hurt. Maybe RG3 already got hurt. Maybe Dak Prescott shows us that, oh, he sucks. You know, he is terrible. And Tom uh, and Tony Romo's not ready yet. There's Jimmy Garoppolo. The best thing for them is that they can trade this guy because they've already drafted another quarterback out there. Tom Brady's pretty convinced he's going to play forever. Don't worry about it. You know, if you can do something well, don't just stash this guy because he's not going to wait around. Go ahead and trade him if you can. Well, and that's why, to me, these first four games for Garoppolo— It's his audition. —are very—they are very important, not for the—like, okay, kind of for the Patriots because it's one of those things where, let's say he does go 4-0. I'm not saying he's going to, but let's say he goes 4-0 and he plays lights out. Tom Brady comes back. There's no questions. Kind of like what I said last week in our Dak Prescott. There's no way Romo doesn't come back. Dak, get to the bench. Know your place, rookie. I think but it's a different situation, Jim- but that's a different podcast. With Jimmy Garoppolo, it's get to the bench. The king is here. The goat is back. And then the Patriots just have it. They go, okay, we got two years to trade him. We got all of this year if we want. We've got all the offseason if we want. We got all next year if we want. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I think happens is if Garoppolo does knock it out of the park, let's say three or one, four and zero, oh, shows some good, some good skills, plays well, mm-hmm. throws like eight touchdowns or don't something. Don't let him, don't let him walk, don't let him walk. Because the one thing that will happen is I don't care if you think, hey Tom, in two years you're not starting, or if you think Garoppolo is really going to take over for Brady, if you're Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick, when he hits free agency. He's going to walk. He's not going to stay with you. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent after the 2017 season. He's going to walk because some team is going to give him money. Some team that needs a quarterback is going to throw money at him. Could be, and at that time, could be the Browns. Could even be the Vikings. Teddy Bridgewater might not even be back. Let's say we're sitting here after the 2017 season. Sam Bradford hasn't done much. Teddy's not kind of progressing from his injury, either of those teams could throw money. Jay Cutler could be going with the Bears, and the Bears could be looking for a quarterback, getting Jimmy Garoppolo. So if he plays well, you trade him. You have two seasons to do, but you have to do it because I think that if he hits that free agent mark, Garoppolo ain't coming back. Yeah, I think it's the perfect scenario for the Patriots. I mean, the worst thing— I, I, there's no worst case scenario. You know, if it doesn't go well and he loses all of them, he throws a bunch of interceptions, whatever. You, you let another guy take his place and you let him just wither away on the bench, you cut him one day. Whatever. It's not a big deal. If he goes out there and is extremely successful, you trade him. You can trade him immediately because someone will get hurt. There's already quarterbacks that are hurt. Somebody's quarterback will not play anywhere near as well as you thought. You know, somebody will drop off or who knows what will happen where some team will have a need because it'll be week four going into week five when he's done. Mm -hmm. And then you have a few more weeks for some team to need him. Someone's going to need him. Someone will be willing to pay. Someone's going to call me crazy for this. But I think the best case scenario for for the Patriots – is if he goes two and two or one and three, but plays well. The reason why I say that is if he goes one and three, but the Patriots think he played well, then they're sitting there going, yes, we can work with him some more while Tom Brady thinks he's the, thinks he's going to play for 10 more years. No one's going to be asking for him. We can re-sign him for cheaper when he's a free agent. That's the best case scenario for the Patriots. If he plays lights out and teams are like, oh, we should start trading for him. If I'm Robert Kraft, I'm going, fuck. Because that means we lost. That means we have to trade him or we're going to lose him. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be tough. I think that for a team like the Patriots who are so good at the draft, I'd rather have the draft picks. Because I, I just kind of don't see the timelines matching up well. Mm-hmm. And we're going to run into. You know, a situation of the older quarterback and the young gun sitting there if he does too well. If he's doing too well, if he's even just doing, 
you know, well enough. The topic of conversation is going to be there next year. It's going to be there the year after that. Eventually, people are going to talk about when are when is Garoppolo going to push Tom Brady out of the door. So it just kind of ends that either way, and they get something good out of it. They get good draft picks. And the Patriots, I think, yeah, they're constantly thinking of the future, uh, but they really are a every year is win now year kind of team. They never think that they're not going to make the Super Bowl. They never play like they won't. They never make the additions and subtractions like they won't. They don't give a fuck. You know, you talk about loyalty to players. Bill Belichick doesn't have any loyalty to anybody out there. He has loyalty to the Patriots and whatever makes the Patriots win. It's like, what's their motto? Do your job. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's going to be one of those things where if what the advantage is getting rid of Garoppolo and getting a draft picks or maybe multiple draft picks, he's not going to hesitate to do that. So much so as if he's still on the roster and he's been good two years from now, I wouldn't put it past Bill Belichick to one day say, well, Tom, it's been nice. You're 42. It's time for you to stop. You know, you got to stop at some point. This is a total different question, but I'm still going to throw it out there. Do you think this happens to Tom Brady, much like Brett Favre, where, hey, we're moving on with this guy. Fine, I'm going to play here. Trade me. And they trade him somewhere. Yeah, a little different because... Because Tom Brady isn't a free agent until mm-hmm. after the 2019 season. Yeah, it's a little different because Tom Brady will not have fake retired for like the third time. Um, I'm just saying the fact that we'll see Tom Brady end his career with a team, not the Patriots. I don't think that he will. I think he will end it with the Patriots. Um, the drop-off will have to happen at some point. You know, it's not going to be probably this year. It's probably not going to be next year. But once he kind of crosses over into the 40s, I really don't think he's going to, you know, still be lighting it up in the same way. It's going to drop off. It's not going to mm-hmm. be as terrible as Peyton Manning, but he'll kind of, I think, know it's done. And this team is good, too. Who's to say that they don't go win a Super Bowl and Tom Brady just retires? You know, at, at, at any point. Well, that's a perfect scenario. Yeah, at any point, this team can go to the Super Bowl and win. We know that for a fact. And, you know, I forgot who, who was the last player to say it, but you have all these players that talk about, when you just you know you get older, things are hurting. You're on your medicines now because your body's not bouncing back quite as fast. Every off season, you question: Should I really come back? At what point do I need to stop? And it's not like Tom Brady needs to play for any was, money. I think that was a Brett Favre thing. It could Brett, have been because Brett Favre hated hated the off season mm-hmm. when he was later in his career. I mean, that last season, the only reason he came back is because a bunch of players came down and begged him to come back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom Brady, you know, he's saying he's going to play till 45, till 50. But if he knows in his heart of hearts that, hey, I really don't have that much longer left. Well, that just and what you just said kind of reminds me of and I know we're getting a little bit away from the Garoppolo and we'll get back to it. But I just this popped into my head. It was kind of like um, after he retired after the season. Um, Charles Woodson was on the Rich Eisen show and Rich Eisen kind of asked him the question like, Hey, when did you know that you wanted to hang it up? And it was weird to hear this from an NFL player, but he said, I was in my hotel room before the game. And he's like, I just woke up, looked outside and said, you know what? I wouldn't mind if they called me and said, you know what? There's too much snow. We're not having a game today. No Mm -hmm. one can get to the stadium. And he, he's like, it was that moment, a week like, what was that, week six or week seven in the season that he knew, I'm done. yeah, I'm retiring. And the thing about Tom Brady, too, is it's not like he's one of those journeyman quarterbacks that can play forever because he's just good enough to win a, to win mm-hmm. a job, no, he's the but goat. it's not a starting job. Yeah, he's, he's a guy who's constantly getting those hits. He's constantly uh, putting his body out there and, you know, being punished for it. It was week 11. So week 11, Charles Woodson woke mm-hmm. up before that game and was like, fuck it, I'm done. Yeah. So at some point, I mean, he's going to be 40 years old. I hate to say this as someone in my mid-20s, but there are times where I do something and realize, man, I am not as young as I used to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm young still. So a guy who is, you know, nearly, well, he is 14, 15 years older than me. 
there's going to be a day out there where something happens and he's slower to get up. You know, it hurts a little bit more this morning than it used to. And he's going to have to ask that question of how much do I really have in me? Uh, and if he wins a Super Bowl or something like that, there's no shame in going out on that. No shame on going out on top. I think the biggest problem for Tom Brady, you know, is he lost a couple to Eli Manning. Yeah, he beat the Seahawks. Uh, but now he's got all this Goodell stuff. He wants to go out on top. He doesn't want to do something where there's some question to the legacy being the last thing. I really don't think a guy like Tom Brady is going to be able to hang it up until he gets back on top. You know, whether it's just an MVP maybe, uh, but I really think it's a Super Bowl. He's just waiting for that one more Super Bowl. Now I'm going to ask you this question to see if you know. I should be asking Sean Anderson because I know Sean would ask this question or know this question, but... Does Tom Brady have any kids? Because I know he had a first wife I, before yeah, Giselle. Yeah, he does. So he had kids he with the divorced, first wife? He left her when she was pregnant. So, yeah. Okay. He has kids. Because that's another thing that a lot of quarterbacks, not quarterbacks, but I've heard a lot of, like, you hear the NFL players go, and most of them are quarterbacks of, you know what, I got kids now, and mm-hmm. the more hits you take, the slower it is to get up. I want to be able to do stuff with my kids. That's one thing that maybe now – because he's with Giselle, that maybe he doesn't have to. That's not one of the things that's like, oh well, I gotta worry about uh, being with my kids and stuff like that. Where as a family man like Brett Favre or something, mm. maybe. Well, you see it on Hard Knocks too. Is how many of those players are talking about how difficult it is to leave their kids for that mm-hmm. amount of time, uh, and you know they'll they'll see their kid every now and then maybe like before the game, but then it's that whole week where they're not really getting the advantage of seeing their kids. Now, a guy like Tom Brady, he's right there. Tom Brady's in a completely different situation, though, because he divorced the mother of his children. Yeah. So uh, that is very, very, very different. And that's why I say I don't know what the situation is like, but if it's one of those where it's like, you know, and I'm with Giselle now, he doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, it's going to be... I don't know what that thing is that really makes Tom Brady stop. Mm-hmm. Um, whether An injury, it's the performance, I don't want it to be that way. Injury, but it could be. the Super Bowl. I don't know what it is that makes him stop. But we all know, you know, it's same thing for a guy like Drew Brees demand not demanding necessarily, but saying he wants five more years, a hundred million dollars. Uh, we know that it's going to come to an end sometime soon. We don't know when. We might not even care when, but. The best thing for the Patriots, get as much as you can out of Tom Brady and then just get something for the future. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo can do poorly in these four games, and that's okay. He can do great in these four games, and that's okay, too. It's all going to move on because Tom Brady's going to come back. Well, and I'm going to close this by saying you take two teams that are the biggest example of what could be happening with the Patriots, the Packers and the Colts. Both had Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, or not Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre and Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and both of those teams eventually said to those two, eh, we're going to move on. Yeah, We're going to go with Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck. But then you have other teams, too, like the 49ers and the Cowboys, who long ago had the best quarterbacks out there. Or the Saints. And then it all falls apart, you mm-hmm. know, after you had that great quarterback leave. Um a lot can happen, basically. We don't know what's saying, going to like, happen. We see, I would say Favre and Manning, two of the best quarterbacks that we've seen in recent history, both of those two didn't finish their career no. with who they started with. Maybe Tom Brady, uh, well, for Brett Favre, it would be he didn't end it with the Falcons because that's where he started, but really his yeah. whole career was in Green Bay. But maybe we see the same but from Tom Brady. I don't remember exactly. How old was Brett when he went to the Jets? Thirty-eight. I think he was. I think he was like thirty-nine, forty. I for some reason I feel like he was younger than Tom Brady is now, because um, Tom Brady being thirty-nine, going on, no, just turned thirty-nine. Brett Favre is forty-six right now, and he went to the New York Jets six years ago, so he's forty. He was forty. Okay, he was forty when he went to the Jets. And then he was 41-42, because he finished at 42. Mm-hmm. He was 41-42 the last two years. Because those last two years in Minnesota, everything he did was quarterback over 40, quarterback over yeah. 40. 
And pretty soon that's going to be the same thing for Tommy. Not this year, but next year. Mm-hmm. So I, when it comes to, to Jimmy Garoppolo, to really answer that question, no, he's not going to push Tom Brady out there. Eventually he could, though. Eventually he could, but it really depends on what the Patriots organization and what their private conversations with Tom Brady are. Tom Brady, the competitor he is, he is never going to let you. Tom Brady is like a fucking cat. That's what it is. He will never let you know when it's all about to go down until he has <laughs> dropped dead on the floor. Seriously, a cat will not let you know it's sick until it's the worst fucking thing in the world and you got like thousands of dollars of vet bills. That's Tom Brady for you. He will not let really you know. really cats are? Yeah. I'm a, cat, a dog person. So dogs will know. let you know as soon as something is wrong. I love dogs. The, that's why I the love minute them. something is wrong, they are crying like little babies. Yep, that's why I love A cat? Them. No, a cat's like, no, nah, I'm good. A cat could be bleeding out of its you know, eyes. No, nah, I'm good. It's all right. Flesh wound. So how do you okay. ever know something's wrong with the cat? It drops dead. <sighs> Just another reason why I'm a dog person and I'm not a cat person. A dog will let you know what it's mm. feeling, what it's doing. So you're but not a Tom Brady. For, this is why you don't like Tom Brady. This is why you and exactly Sean don't get why. along. That's exactly why. But uh, let us know down below what you guys think. Is Garoppolo eventually going to take over for Brady? Is he going to do well? The Patriots trade him. How do you see all this playing out? And how out? long does Tom Brady really have? Yeah, that too. I'm really, I'm really interested to see what you guys think about how long Tom Brady will play and if he's going to end his career with the Patriots. But we're going to move on into our final topic. This is the this is the fun one of the week, and I can't wait. I couldn't wait to get into this one. It's kind of some bold predictions and bold predictions coming into the 2016. NFL season. Mark, I'm going to start because I'm so antsy. Here's my first bold prediction. You ready for it? Yeah. Carson Wentz wins the Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to come out. He's going to play well enough. Team's not going to make the playoffs, kind of like how Todd Gurley won it last year, but the Rams didn't make the playoffs. He's going to play well enough for everyone to go, wow, we're going to choose him as Rookie of the Year over that Zeke kid in Dallas. Yeah, and you bring it up. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is the reason why that's not going to happen. You know, he can't be the Offensive Rookie of the Year because Ezekiel Elliott will be. Uh, he's got the best line to run behind. Dak Prescott uh, might not be the best, but he's going to be well enough to let Ezekiel Elliott do his thing. He's got Des Bryant out there, so this, that's the deep threat. Uh, Witten's out there as well, and Witten can get open whenever he wants. The defense isn't amazing in Dallas. That's going to be a problem for him. But Ezekiel Elliott doesn't care. He just runs people down. The thing for Carson Wentz is he's going to have those growing pains. And I think Ezekiel Elliott's growing pains will be hidden behind how good that offense is. Where that offense in Philadelphia, not good. See, but that's going to be a hindrance to him, I think. Because I got both the teams, both Cowboys and Eagles, 7-9 and nine this year. I think when it's all said and done, you look at it and go, huh. 7-9 Eagles team, they're there because of Carson Wentz. You look at that 7-9 Dallas team and you go, hey, Zeke, you had all the tools. Why isn't your team better? And I know the quarterback situation is there, but it's going to be one of those like, huh, you guys had a lot more to work with than this Carson Wentz kid, and he pulled out the same record as you. What about you? What's a bold prediction you got? My bold prediction uh, is going to be for you fantasy lovers out there, all of you who like fantasy football, and that's that RG3 is going to destroy in fantasy football for the first six weeks. I think he's going to do great. Even the Tom Brady game? Oh, yeah. He doesn't have to beat Tom Brady, but he will do really well in fantasy football. Okay. okay. He's going to get tons of points with those legs that he's feeling good about. He's got some great weapons out there. Terrell Pryor, yeah, he's not like an amazing uh, wide receiver, but he's a playmaker. That's what it comes down to. Barnage will be, I know in our in Again, our league, we all avoided Barnage at all costs. But I think <laughs> he will be doing some good stuff in tight end. Not amazing, but he'll be doing well. You got Coleman out there too, uh, who, you know, he he's one of those guys who he's not going to be the best. That's the thing about the Cleveland Browns. None of it is the best, but RG three is going to elevate these guys while he's healthy still because that's the caveat he's gonna get hurt eventually uh but he's gonna go lights out for a while he's gonna be one of the most picked up guys after week one Mm -hmm. after week two and then it's all gonna come crumbling down like week five or six and i can't really disagree with you only because the only two defenses in those first six six weeks that i think may cause a trouble for him the redskins and the patriots Mm-hmm. So what, week four, week five, he has a little bit of trouble. The Eagles are a team where it's like the defense is good, but 
I don't know if they're as good to say, oh, they're going to shut him down to like sub 10 yeah. in fantasy. And he's got a great offensive minded coach out there to help him out. You know, he's got the Wolverine. So it's going to be a really good start for RG3. Probably gets hurt. You know, we can all admit that. He's probably going to get hurt. He's not mm-hmm. going to start. Josh McCown's going to show back up, unfortunately. Uh, but it's going to be a good start for him. Okay, here's one for you. Carson Palmer retires after winning Super Bowl Lee and the MVP. Well, I think that this is one of those ones where we kind of talk about a lot because we are both high on the Cardinals. Not just the Super Bowl, MVP yeah. and the Super Bowl. I heard that one. Um, Super Bowl, I'll give you. I'll even let you have Super Bowl MVP. You know, I think Carson wins. No, I'm or thinking, not Carson wins. Carson I'm Palmer can do it. MVP of the regular season. Yeah, I won't too. take that one. I won't. Uh, but yeah, we both know that the Cardinals are going to be a good team. If they win the Super Bowl, without a doubt, Carson Palmer retires. There's nothing left for him to He's do. He's going to ride off in the sunset this year. But at the same time, I don't know, man. Those those five turnovers last year. I hope his cage is rattled. It's going to be fuel of the fire. I think I that hope. this Cardinal team is going to come back. It's going to be the way we've kind of seen it is. Ravens won a Super Bowl, Ray's last ride. Last year, Peyton Manning, it was Peyton's last ride. This year's going to be Carson's last ride. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl. They're going to beat the Patriots, Carson Palmer, over Tom Brady. Even though I would love your prediction of Cardinals over the Steelers. I would love yeah. I would love to see that game. What's in our bold prediction on your so, end? This one, I guess, is a little bit of a double, a little bit of a half and half. Uh, it's going to be an either... Or situation. I think one of these two is going to win one of these awards. I think that either, because you mentioned MVPs, Eli Manning is going to win MVP, Mm -hmm. or Ben McAdoo is going to win Coach of the Year. I think one of those two, McAdoo's the safer bet, Eli's the stretch bet. I would change that to, and I know it's a bold prediction, that's why you had to go MVP, but I think it's more going to be Eli wins Offensive Player of the mm-hmm. Year or McAdoo wins Coach of the Year. Because this was one of the teams that had one of the best passing attacks last year. Uh, they had a horrible defense last year, mm-hmm. so that that's not a help. Now this defense is kind of bought anew. It is going to be a lot better. That helps McAdoo, of course, and McAdoo in his first year to come in there and really kick ass would be impressive. This division is up for grabs for the New York Giants. There's no reason why the Giants shouldn't win this division. Uh, unless Dak Prescott really is the second coming. Nobody's really in their way. They're going to be in quite a few shootouts, so they're going to look good. He's got Odell. Odell's always going to make him look better. Uh, I think that Victor Cruz might have a little bit of a resurgence, but let's not get too crazy here. Uh, Donnell, he's impressive enough. He's impressive enough and can do well enough. We had little hints of that last year. That with this whole offense here, with McAdoo's passing attack, I think that it's going to be really good for the New York Giants. With them going into the playoffs as the division winner, all things pointing up. How many wins do you... uh, Let's say McAdoo wins Coach of the Year. How many wins do you got the Mm -hmm. Giants with? I think Giants are a 10-11 win team. Okay. Uh, Good that you said that because it was one of the things I'm looking at. First off, Coach of the Year, the last four years... It's been two guys. Do you know the two coaches that have won the last four? They've traded off since 2012. It was one, then the other, then mm-hmm. one, then the other. I got to think Pete Carroll's one of them. Hmm, that's a surprise. Right division. So it's got to be Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians won it with the Colts in 2012, then with the Cardinals in 2014, and then 13 and 15 was same conference, NFC. Same conference in the NFC? See, I'm glad you say that because I would have thought that maybe... Kubiak could have won it last year. Nope. Um, right game. Yeah. Think about what game they won at the end of the year. The Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. So it's got to But the other one would be, oh, it was... No, they played the... I don't know. Riverboat Run. Oh. For the Panthers. Uh, the Panthers. So it was Arians, Riverboat Run, Arians, and then Riverboat Run. You know the last, I was thinking of Super Bowl winners, and that confused me. Here's a fun fact, and I am going to leave this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be one that... We're going to come back next week to begin the podcast, kind of trivia question. Don't Wikipedia it, guys. I want to see your honest answers down below. They are. They are. But I want to know the last coach to win AP Coach of the Year who had a record under 8-8. That's what I want you guys to look at Hmm. in the comment section. The last coach. And when we're done, I'll let you answer it. 
Next week, we will start the podcast with that answer. Kind of a fun trivia question for you guys. But I got another one. This is, is going to be a bold one. You ready for it? Yeah. Sam Bradford will start all 16 games in 2016. That is very bold, and it's also very wrong. I mean, you just this is the team. This you just can't team. bet on it. This is the team that's going to keep them healthy. I know the offensive line, like, I know Teddy Bridgewater. You look at the sack numbers. Bridgewater was sacked nearly 20 more times than Bradford. Mm-hmm. But Bridgewater's a more mobile guy than Bradford. I think Bradford's going to three-step drop, get it out, five-step drop, get it out. A lot of rhythm throws, a lot of systematic throws. Oh, and that's right. He gets to hand it off to Adrian Peterson in a system that's actually built for AP. I mean, he hit, you could say you're blue in the face. He had DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray didn't fit the Chip Kelly system. Now he's got a running back that fits the system. Mm-hmm. That's why I think, you know what, he's going to be fine, no injury. Plays too many good defenses. He has to go to Carolina. He's going to play the Texans. He's going to play the newly bought uh, Giants. He's got to play the Bears. I think that at Chicago game, I'm I'm flashing back to some Favre situations of ending his career. But that was a TFC. That was the outside TFC. And this stadium. one's going to be at Soldier Field in Chicago <laughs> on I Halloween. I don't know that go- monsters of the Midway on Halloween. That go. I think he might die. That Gopher Stadium to end the year was uh, kind of like fucking like the the players. Concrete. That, they remember concrete is how they described mm-hmm. it. Concrete. He gets to play the Cardinals a little later too. If he can survive through the Bears. On that Halloween game, the Cardinals will end him. He's going to start all 16 games. Book it. What's another one of yours? I, I can't believe you on that one. But another one I have is that Chip Kelly will, in fact, be fired after this season when the chutted? 49ers Somebody's are getting, the worst team in the NFL. Somebody's getting chutted? That was a double for you. I'm gonna. Can I take yours and raise it once? Sure. The Chargers are going to be the worst team this year, and they're going to draft Leonard Fournette first overall. Hmm. Be interesting. Melvin Gordon's going to be done after this year. But you really think Chip's going to get chutted? I, if the if the 49ers are the worst team in the NFL, yeah. Really chutted? If, he, if Chip Kelly cannot make Colin Kaepernick work, a guy who is made for a system like Chip Kelly's, is, if that can't gonna, work, there's going to be a problem. Aren't they starting Yo Gabba Gabba? Yeah, they're starting Blaine Gabbard, but okay. that's not going to last more than four weeks. So you think four weeks Colin Kaepernick comes in? Four or five weeks, Colin Kaepernick is out there. We've all forgotten about does, the little, the little protest. Does Christian Ponder start before Colin Kaepernick? No, no. Colin Kaepernick. They know Colin Kaepernick's a better quarterback. Does Christian Ponder start at all this season? Probably. They'll probably go through <laughs> the all very of them. End? They'll probably go through all of them. <laughs> because, I mean, it's not like it's going to really matter. Uh, I got one for you. This is an AFC West one. Mm-hmm. The Oakland Raiders are going to make it to the AFC title game. Not That's just interesting. not just make the playoffs for the first time since 2002. They're going to make the playoffs as a sixth seed and run the gambit to the AFC title game before losing mm-hmm. to the Patriots. And Amari Cooper has a uh, amazing season because he's amazing. on my yeah. because he's on my fan and Derek Carr naturally because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, so that'll be nice. I've got Derek Carr and Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a good combination of guys you have. I have three quarterbacks on my team, so you I do. don't know how that happened. You do well. You had to take Dak Prescott, which how we did our draft this year. Yeah, the way that our draft worked, there was a round where you had to pick a rookie. I was towards the end of it, and Dak Prescott was the best option. Mm-hmm. Um, and just in case, just in case, he might be amazing, and maybe I can trade bait him. Yeah, maybe. What about your—we'll do the last—how many do you have left? Uh, I got two. two. We'll do your two and then my last one. So. All right. Well, I got Cincy missing the playoffs yeah, altogether. See, I, I'm on that, too. I've got them 10-6, and six, but missing the playoffs. Yeah, I just don't think that they're that great of a team with— I think it's not that they're that that great of a team. It's just, I think it's there's the a lot AFC's of changes. A lot better. Yeah, a lot like, of changes in the in the the uh, division. Like I think losing the coach, the Raiders are going to be competitive for a wild card spot. Like here's all the teams in the AFC that are going to be competitive for two wild card spots: the Jets, the Bengals, the Raiders, the Texans, the Jaguars. Am I missing any? Oh, the Bills. That's mm-hmm. six for two. And yeah. the way I have it, Raiders and Jets are the two that get it. It's going to be tough. I can see them easily missing out, especially because I'm so high on the Steelers mm-hmm. this year, even with well, suspensions. I got both of them at 10 and 6. It's the way I like the way my tiebreaker, because um, Sean found a nice little predictor link on Reddit that he shared mm-hmm. to us. The way I have it is there's a Jaguar game. If Jaguars would have lost that game, Bengals are in. But because yeah. they won, the Steelers are in. 
That is how like specific my tiebreakers were. Here's my last one. Jared, well, I got one more for you, too. I know, I know. Jared Goff, for my last one and then your last one, Jared Goff will not play a single down in 2016. No, the Rams are too bad for that to happen. He's not going to play a single down. They will go chase Ke- or Case Keenum. He'll get chased out of there. Sean Mannon, the DP fan, the flinch ball fan, is going to be playing. Jared Goff doesn't play it all this season. What's your last Can't one? Can't buy it. My last one is that Andrew Luck is going to have another bad season. Ooh. And could easily because of, be because of injuries again, because that offensive line is not any better than it used to be. And, hey, you know what? He's going to be facing a lot of good defenses mm-hmm. that want to hit him hard. High interceptions like before, because the team's constantly going to be down. He's got to put it up. And quite possibly another injury. Well, that's going to do it for our bold predictions. Let us know down below what you guys think. These were some pretty... Uh, some pretty good bold predictions. Gotta go bold, man. I think my fa- my favorite one is, and the one I'm most confident in is Carson Wentz. He's gonna be rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Just book it right now. He's mm-hmm. gonna be that good this year. Also, Eli, please get MVP because you're on my fantasy team. <laughs> as long as Eli can get uh, get some good fantasy numbers, I'm honestly with the Giants. Really excited to see what their new wide receiver Sterling Shepard can. I do. just want to see if the Giants. Paid for defense is actually worthwhile. Yeah, Sean. Me and Sean were talking about that. Sean's not too high on him. I am more defending that defense because of what they paid for. Sean is yeah. completely overlooking them. When you when you pay for something like that, you get those mercenaries out mm-hmm. there. It better be good. Well, let us know what you guys think down below. Also, make sure to check out our wins and losses video for our picks this week. That should be on the YouTube channel as this posts on blog talk radio if you're listening to us on blog talk radio thank you for checking us out hit that follow button if you're on soundcloud remember we're off of soundcloud as of october 1st if you're on youtube thank you for checking us out hit that like and subscribe button and check out all of our other videos make sure to comment and join the discussion for ricky widmer and mark weber that's going to do it for the onside kick this week but as always have a good day everybody thank you for listening to this mvp podcast Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.